Coming up, teams try to end the first half of the season on a high note before the All-Star break. This is Locked On Game to Game, MLB. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. Local experts join us to go over all of the action for you from yesterday across Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The Red Sox enter the break winners of five in a row after they swept the Athletics on Sunday. Locked On Red Sox looks over Boston's latest win. So the Red Sox swept the A's, which is such a great way to go into the All-Star break, ending on a winning streak, ending on a positive note. Just two games back of a wild card spot now. That Yoshida go-ahead home run in the eighth inning had me absolutely pumped. This team has me so excited right now. I mean, Arroyo driving in that run to tie the game. Duvall crushing the home run. So much to be excited about with this game. Obviously, it is Oakland and they're the A's. But if they can keep this up, this is the team that we've been waiting to see. You know, now going into the All-Star break, they can really start to be in the conversation of, okay, maybe we can buy at the deadline and be a team that people can take seriously. So the best we could have hoped for out of this weekend. I am so happy. took care of business and let's just keep the momentum going and come out of the All-Star break strong. The Nationals took two out of three from the Rangers going into the All-Star break, giving the last place team something to feel a little bit good about as they went into the break. Locked on Nationals has more after the win. The Washington Nationals win 7-2 against the Texas Rangers. Ryan Clary from Locked On Nationals here. And heading into this All-Star break now, the Washington Nationals have won four of their last five series against any MLB opponent. You put that out there, I am a happy duck heading into this All-Star break. And Patrick Corbin today, seven innings pitched. He looked really damn good out there. Obviously going up against a very good Texas Rangers offense, with Patrick Corbin on the mound, who expected that? Not a single soul out there expected Patrick Corbin to look as good as he did in today's ball game. But it wasn't even the biggest story of Sunday, July 9th, 2023, because the Nationals today, they had a franchise-altering player. Who will that be? Dylan Cruz? Or will it be the stud right-handed pitcher, Paul Skeens? I'll have you covered on all of that and more on Locked On. The Cubs got their first two wins at Yankee Stadium in their 140-year history over the weekend. The second, a comeback late on Sunday. Locked on Cubs recaps that victory. Cubs win a thriller and the series in the Bronx in New York coming into this series. The Cubs have never won a game in Yankee Stadium, but they won two this weekend and won the series on Sunday, trailing 4-1 going into the seventh inning. They rallied with the help of a Glaber Torres air uh, and a huge pinch hit clutch two-run single to tie the game by Jan Gomes. And then in the eighth inning, they took the lead with a Seiya Suzuki sack fly and a wild pitch, and they were able to add on late and hold on 7-4 to win the series. It had been a very roller coaster, weird up and down first half for the Cubs. They still have a little bit of life left trailing the Cincinnati Reds by seven games. They'll open up the second half in a must-win stretch, nine straight home games before the deadline to determine if they're going to be 
I, I would say buyers is out of the question, but sellers or standing pats. We'll see what happens, but the Cubs do cap off the first half in a nice way with a series win in New York. I lost put the Guardians at an even 500 on the season, but they'll still go into the league's second half as the leaders of a very weak AL Central after they fell to the Royals. Locked on Guardians goes over that loss. Guardians unable to complete the four-game sweep of the Kansas City Royals, losing 4-1 to one to end the quote-unquote first half of Major League Baseball. I'm Justin Laticos, the Lockdown Guardians. Despite the good pitching performances from Gavin Williams and Aaron Savali during this series, uh, Shane Bieber couldn't quite follow that up. He was good the first time, two times through the order like he normally is. Third time, got him, though. A solo home run in the fifth inning and a couple of runs in the sixth inning. Guardians unable to put anything together offensively against lefty Ryan Yarbrough, who is coming back from an injury. So, that was a disappointing end to the first half, but on a better note, the Guardians do go into the second half in first place, even though they are just at 500. We'll see what kind of moves they make. Will they hang on to Shane Bieber? Maybe not. Will they make an addition? Who really knows? Uh, we'll cover it all for you on Lockdown Guardians coming up, and you'll get some draft bonus coverage coming from us this week from Jeff Ellis as well. So stay tuned to Lockdown Guardians and Lockdown MLB Prospects all week long. The Phillies lost their last two games of the series in Miami, and now they sit firmly in third place in the best division in the National League. Locked on Phillies looks at what Philadelphia needs to improve upon after the All-Star break. The Philadelphia Phillies fall to the Miami Marlins. Connor Thomas, your host of Locked on Phillies. And, well, we've reached the halfway point, All-Star break time. Here's the way to look at it, right? Aaron Nola is bad today. The Phillies didn't win today. They lost 2-3 to the Marlins. Okay, I get that. They're 13-2 in their last 15 road games. They're 4-2 and two on this road trip, and they roll into the All-Star break. I know they lost the last two. They're still playing really good baseball right now. They're in wild-card position, and they're only going to get better because Dave Dombrowski is going to be aggressive at the trade deadline, and some guys are going to figure it out. But as far as the first half goes, really up and down for the Phillies. Cold start, hot finish, but I think the team we saw over the last month and a half is more like the team we're going to see the rest of the way. Time to make the playoff push and hunt for another red October, but for now, a couple days off for the boys, and we'll talk to you in Seattle. Talk to you also on the next episode of Locked On Phillies. The Blue Jays kept the Tigers free runner from scoring in the bottom of the 10th, and they got the win in Detroit to finish off the series. Locked On Blue Jays has the details after the win. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Wow, great, thrilling 4-3 come-from-behind victory for the Toronto Blue Jays on Sunday afternoon in Detroit to take the series, and now that sends the Blue Jays into the All-Star break fresh off of a 5-1 and road trip. Danny Jansen and Nathan Lucas providing the heroics for the Blue Jays, whose bats were apparently already on the All-Star break, but okay, thank goodness Danny Jansen. Two out, two-run home run to tie the game in the ninth, and then Nathan Lucas with the heroics and extra innings. Wow. Shout-out to this bullpen. Trevor Richards, Tim Meza, Eric Swanson, Jimmy Garcia, Jordan Romano. Five innings combined today, no runs on two hits, seven strikeouts. I mean, I pop emoji. And a shout out to Jimmy Garcia as well. A special shout out to him. I mean, he's seemingly been losing favor in high leverage situations. Well, he pitched the scoreless ninth. It was three up, three down, and he had a pair of strikeouts in there. Great stuff. All-star break, but be sure to check in every day this week on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast as we have tons of Jays talk for you, including guests like Scott MacArthur and Blue Jays Fan UK. Coming up, the Orioles and Padres get big days on offense. This is Locked On Game to Game, MLB. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we're faced with really tough choices. The path forward isn't really clear for you. I personally have found a lot of solace in having therapy and having 
you know, someone to talk to, get that outside of opinion on things that really helps you get um, kind of a clear view and maybe an unbiased view about what's going on in your life. BetterHelp is a super easy way for you to get started with therapy. It's entirely online and it's designed pretty much to be convenient, flexible, and easy to use. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, then they will match you up with a therapist. If that doesn't work for you, you can switch to another therapist at any time for no additional charge. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB. You will get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB. Welcome back. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. The Twins took a beating on Sunday. They gave up 15 runs to the Orioles. After one to forget for Minnesota, Locked On Twins tells us what went wrong. Less than a week after taking two of three from the Orioles at Camden Yards and following a sweep of the Royals, the Twins have been swept at Target Field by the Orioles in three straight at a combined score of 24 to 5. That includes a 15 to 2 drubbing on Sunday. Worse yet, Tyler Wells took down the Twins on Saturday. He's a former Twins prospect. And on Sunday, former Twins mainstay Kyle Gibson did the damage. He is the only pitcher with at least 500 career innings at Target Field, and that was the scene of the damage on Sunday when he struck out 11 Twins with just one walk and a homer allowed to Edward Julien when the score was already 14 to 1. About the only positive, Twins struck out 16 Orioles on the day and will finish the first half third at MLB with 9.62 strikeouts per nine. And for the stat, you won't hear anywhere else. If the Twins can match their best second half record in team history, that will be a 92 and 70 record to end the season. We'll talk soon. The Astros managed just one run on three hits Sunday against the Mariners and locked on Astros tells us why Houston could not put an offense together in that loss. This is Eric Heisman with the Locked On Astros podcast, and the Astros limp into the All-Star break. They lost three of four to the Mariners, and they find themselves now two games behind the Rangers for the AL West. And in all three of the losses to the Mariners in this series, they only scored one run. In today's game, it was a Martin Maldonado home run. This is the second game in a row that he hit a big home run. Unfortunately, it just was not enough in this game. The Astros only had three hits overall. You had Logan Gilbert uh, basically throw a gem, and you had Brandon Belak pitch as good as he could. There were some errors in the fourth inning, including the Jeremy Pena one. Um, Dubon kind of mishandled the play as well. Then also Belak hit a bit batter as well. So the Astros head to all-star break with a 50 and 41 record two games behind the rangers and we'll see what happens on tonight's locked on astros podcast manny machado hit two home runs on sunday and led the way for the padres in a win over the mets locked on padres has more after the game they did it they won another series in a row can you believe it javier reyes here locked on padres podcast as you know um padres win with this one six two behind joe musgrove giving them the series win against the mets overall aside from a friday game that had a bunch of extra innings and weird stuff bullpen stuff whatever blah 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 and hassan kim getting thrown out pretty good series for the, the friars overall i mean musgrove was great blake snell excellent one of the more quote-unquote uh, standout snubs from the All-Star game uh, because of how obscene his strikeout rate has been and the fact that he's given up maybe like two runs in total over the last, like, what, three months it feels like? Uh, but no, seriously, a really good series for the Padres. Uh, really good series for Manny Machado. He hits two home runs in this third game uh, off of uh, Max Scherzer, so that was really rad. Hopefully, 
he can start making up for a genuinely atrocious start to the season uh, in the second half. So pretty good game for the Padres to close out the break before the All-Star festivities. And the question is whether or not they can keep it going. And if they don't keep it going, will the team buy anyway? You know what I mean? And I don't necessarily know. I know there's a lot of uh, conflict over whether or not, you know, it's a polarizing topic, whether or not the Padres should buy or sell. I don't know for sure yet uh, what's going to happen. But I will say, if they keep playing like this, I think Preller's going to go for it. He's a gambling man. As long as there's a chance, that man's going to go for it. So until then, though, guys, hopefully the All-Star game is still fun. We get to see Soto. We get to see Hater. Until next time, though, of course, stay tuned to the podcast. And, of course, stay faithful. That's a wrap for this edition of Locked On Game to Game MLB. As always, we thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Now that it's the All-Star break, make sure that you're subscribed to Locked On MLB and your favorite team's Locked On podcast on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from so you will stay up to date for the second half of the MLB season. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.